I just had this like weird thought of like, hey, why don't you go stand up in the back? A couple more moments go by. Hey, why don't you go stand in the back? I stand up, start stretching. I go chill in the back. He comes upstairs and he just gives me a handshake. Like, right, we see one another and we're like, man, praise God, right? And so we, you know, we dap it up. But God's presence was just thick. Like, it was just this weird, like tingling sensation that is just like, just feels good. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I just went from like, hey, that used to hurt to like, hmm, this is different. Coming straight out of Southern Illinois, Jose Alvarez. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Toby Zapier and I'm your host. And I'm your host, Susan Zapier. And this is What God Has Done. Where miracles unleash faith. What God Has Done. My name is Toby Zapier and I am your host. I'm gathered here with two people. One is my beautiful wife. Hello, everyone. And one is a man of God, a mighty man of God. He was born in the country of Panama. He is a coach that coaches gymnastics, tumble and cheer. He's been doing it close to 23 years. He's been coaching competitive gymnastics for almost 10 years. He is a married man to one beautiful woman only. He's been married for 20 years. Yep. He's got two boys, a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. Besides being a coach, he's a DJ, a dancer, a videographer, and he's got his own podcast also. So viewers and listeners all around the world, get ready for this one. It's going to knock your socks off coming straight out of southern illinois it is the one the only jose alvarez i love those sound effects man i know you do <laughs> I just, it's, our thing. It's, it's our thing that we do man it's so it's so good to have you on our show jose how are you man I uh, appreciate it, man. I'm doing That's great. That's so good, man. That's so good. Um, I love your credentials, man. You're a coach. You're a podcaster. You've got a lot going on, man. Tell us what's what's been happening in your world. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, when I tell people about kind of what I do, um, you know, the, the normal response is, man, it's a lot. And it's like, yeah, yeah I get bored <laughs> fast. Kind of the best way I can describe describe it so uh the lord just allowed me to be um able to be creative in different areas and uh, i just i really have a passionate heart uh to serve and you know i've been able to do all that i do and because of that but then because of serving so much the lord's used all of those different things uh to help out others mm-hmm. as well so but um Currently, right now for me, uh, I'm in competition season uh, with my gymnast currently. And so we've got one more competition before we do states. And then after that is potentially regionals. And so, um, but between that, you know, again, as a DJ as well, uh, DJing weddings uh, on the weekends that I'm not having competitions. uh, And then, um, yeah, married. And so, uh, you know, not balancing because there's no, there's no like balance to be honest and we can unpack that later if we want but uh but just kind of um prioritizing mm-hmm. time for family when i'm able to um podcasting stuff when i'm able to coaching stuff so trying to be 100 percent present wherever i am when i am uh is a is a difficult task but yeah you know, well look you're, it sounds like you're a busy man and praise god is giving you the grace to do all those wonderful things having two two boys would be a busy household I mean, we've got one son <laughs> and he's very active. So I completely understand running, running this podcast. And we do a couple of other things on the side and being a mom, it gets busy. Yeah. And they really need mm. you to be present. So mm-hmm. hats off to you for doing all those things. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Ta- yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it's, it's great because so my wife and I, we intentionally uh, wanted to stay in the area that we live right now because her family is, literally two minutes down the road. We moved here um, two summers ago. 
Uh, and then my family is 11 minutes right. down the road. And so uh, growing up, didn't have a lot of family nearby. And so it's really cool to have, you know, our boys going to different grandmas and uncles and aunts and cousins and all that, uh, all that aspect. And so, um, and then we homeschool as well, which my mother-in-law wow. does the majority of it. Um, so that's a whole nother blessing. And I will say this though, when you have two, especially because how close mine are in age, um, they buddy up real fast and it's easier, isn't uh, it? That's what I've sometimes heard. I've heard like, many people say it's easier once you've oh, had yeah. two, three, four, it only gets easier. And I've thought, Oh my gosh, how can this get easier? But <laughs> it's true. They've got a buddy. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard about, I've never heard that about three because three is a, <laughs> is a game changer. Like that's how, that's one of the reasons why we knew we didn't want three because just picking up a, a cousin is just like, oof. Three, y'all, that's something else. Two, you guys entertain one another. But three, you always got that <laughs> argument about, like, you, you got somebody who's always going to pick pick a side. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe hurry four, up and be four. Right. Maybe, maybe that's a bit, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, go straight, straight up right, four. So right, right. Two of them can buddy up with each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. How did you yeah. get into um, coaching, man? Like, yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, that's a, that's a fun story. So, um, Growing up, uh, first off, just being Latino, uh, moving as much as we did uh, my first, you know, few younger years, um, I was always the new kid, and uh, that was never hard for me, at least not that I can recall, to be honest, um, just being different than everybody else in the, a lot of majorities, and then uh, just how the world functions. If you are athletic in any way, even as a young child, um, you are uh, more accepted and uh, and again, just being honest, if you are attractive to anybody of, uh, you know, especially, um, you know, just if, if you're an athletic person and you are found attractive, right. Uh, by females immediately, you get credibility with the guys as well. Cause then it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Well, like everybody likes him. He's good at what he does, you know? So, um, so that dynamic, uh, of always being in sports and everything stayed with me. And so, as far as got, getting into coaching, to fast forward that, um, so I'll, in my freshman year in high school, um, I was playing football uh, up until my junior year. And then uh, after my junior year, uh, there's a couple of guys that uh, I would dance with. And so more specifically breaking or b-boying. Um, and so they started uh, being on an all-star cheer team. And I went to one of their practices and while I was there, uh, it was like a three hour practice. They were working on uh, some dance stuff and they tossed me out there and said, Hey, you know, um, he does mm -hmm. some choreography. Uh, maybe he can help us out. And so started doing that. And then while I was there, they're like, Hey, do you want to go ahead and, you know, try some of the stunting and stuff? And I'm like, ah, sure. Why not? Again, <laughs> I get bored real quick. So, you know, why not? So, um, there were, uh, they were a very high level team. And, um, and, uh, and honestly, it was a team of like almost 30 and more than half of them were guys. And, uh, it was, it was a really cool dynamic to be tossed into like that. And so, um, got on the team eventually. And then, um, my high school, uh, coach, my football coach was stepping down. The new coach was coming in. I can't tell you for the life of me as to why I didn't want to play football for him. Um, I, I want to say it's probably because some of my other guys were like pushed kind of awkward from him and, and maybe I just went with it. I don't know. Uh, it's, it, that's kind of a blur, but, um, but then my, uh, the, the high school that I attended to, uh, attended the cheer team saw me with the all-stars and, you know, at a competition or whatever. And so, uh, once they saw that, they eventually asked me like, well, Hey, for senior year, would you cheer for us? And, um, I'll be honest. I'm like, man, the team that I'm on is like super dope. And you guys are not, they're not, they weren't like trash, <laughs> but, weren't but it's like, you're not throwing <laughs> yeah. more than half the skills that, that we're doing. But, um, but I was like, well, I'm not going to play football. So why not? Might as well. And so I was the first guy cheerleader, uh, at my high school. And again, there was no like pushback. Um, mostly because I had already established myself as a football player, uh, cause I was a starter for three years. And then also, um, as a dancer, um, you know, there's a crew of us that would dance and, and tumble and do different things. And so again, already establishing myself in other social mm -hmm. norms, I guess, or whatever. Um, you know, now I wasn't the greatest student, so teachers knew me because they liked me as a person, but they did not like how much <laughs> I did not work. So, um, 
but to to get to the answer um so because of being the guide cheerleader on the school my old um my old teacher at the time then was also a cheer coach at the old um middle school that I was a part of Grant Middle School and uh it was her first year of having boys on the team and there was four boys and so one of the cheerleaders had hit me up and said, Hey, you know, uh, Miss Lassie would like us to, or would like you to connect with the boys. And so that way you can connect like this is the first time having guy cheerleaders or whatever. And so I went to a uh, gym facility that they were training at. And so while I was there working with them, um, unbeknownst to me, some staff had taken a liking to the way that I was working with the athletes, um, dropped my name with the owner and my interview, uh, you know, to, to even become a coach was helping him assemble a tool at the, at the gym. And after we were done, he's like, okay, well, can you come in on Monday? I'm like, sure. Why not? And so that was back in like the fall of Oh three of 2003. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just been in it since then I was with him for 11 years, uh, hopped out, uh, had a lot of stuff going on, kind of went into a gym, but barely was there. And so the gym that I'm currently at right now is going on for 10 years so now. Great. Praise God, he's opened a door mm. with with some talent for you. That's amazing. Does anyone in your family, yeah. are they athletic in that way? Like, did you grow up around that? Um, I don't know if I necessarily grew around. Um, so, okay, so I am, I am one of four, and my older sister is about eight or nine years older than me. I'm 10 years older than my two youngest siblings, and they're only about a year and a week apart. Uh, from one another and so it's like I was kind of middle-ish child but at the same time because she was so much older than me and out of the house fairly early um, I was mm -hmm. the older child and so um, my parents worked a whole lot and again back to I get bored really fast and so ride my bike be gone <laughs> forever in a day try to come back before the street lights come on that doesn't always happen got in trouble a lot um, so I was around sports mostly because I just uh, that was the way that I communicated with friends as much as possible. And so of course being on teams and with my parents working so much, getting picked up by coaches and uh, all the transport, like I was, I was the, I was that kid okay. that you had to pick up for, mm -hmm. you know, everything uh, for the most part. And so, but yeah, the, the, I guess being involved with sports was just, you know, my mm -hmm. parents would sign me up for soccer or baseball, or, you know, whatever we're doing and then through public school um, doing whatever sports, you know, there and, it was just, again, it was just kind of something like that was just my, I guess you could say kind of like love language. Like that's the way that I really uh, mm -hmm. got to know people. I mean, especially if you're uh, as a guy on the basketball court, like the best way for me to get to know any guys around the area, especially if I'm a new area, is just go to the, the basketball hoop, right? Just go, just go to the court, start hooping some people, and then you start hooping them enough, then you start to get to know them. And so that's just kind of. That was like the. That's just the mm -hmm. way that I communicate, I guess, uh, as an intro, yep. as an icebreaker, I guess. So awesome. So let's let's get into it. Mm. I reckon. Yeah, we want to know your story. Yeah, we're very excited to hear your story. How how did you? Do you remember the first time you encountered God, or what? Like, give us give us a bit of a backstory of of your faith. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so for me, growing up, uh, again, being Latino, like um, Catholicism is the, the I guess, the normal religion or whatever. But um, growing up, there wasn't really a, a lot of talk about God, if, if any. Um, in fact, I, I knew more how to, you know, use his name to cuss than I did, you know, anything else. And that's not to say that, uh, you know, uh, my family was just wilding out crazy and stuff like that. Just it just wasn't something that was brought up. Now, I'd remember my grandma doing the, the rosemary thing, you know, and. Uh, you know, just little comments that grandmas would make. Uh, and um, so that was, you know, all my early years. And so my eighth grade, uh, as I was, uh, you know, invited to an eighth grade graduation party, um, she, uh, I think I had just got to talk to this girl. Um, you know, we had been going to school, obviously, forever, but just just started to get to even know who she was, maybe just a couple months before graduation. And so got invited to a party just as, uh, as well as some others. And so while I was there and, um, hanging out, get to know people, um, I'm, I am far more extroverted than introvert, but at the same time, I'm really cool mm -hmm. just being by myself. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a hybrid. Um, so, but 
I've always growing up, I've always been really drawn to hanging around adults and just hearing stories and just kind of, I don't know, gleaning whatever I could from somebody, you know? Um, so while I was at the party, I decided I was hanging out with the parents upstairs and one of them was like, well, you know, Hey, are you having a good time? I'm like, yeah, sure. And, uh, they're like, well, okay, well, you know, everybody downstairs is from, uh, the youth group at our church. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information, but like, thank you. Like, okay. And, uh, and so we, you know, um, they're like, well, Hey, what do you do on Sundays? And I was like, well, I mean, I just try to catch up on the cartoons that I missed, you know, throughout the week because of school. And, you know, they asked, you know, would your parents be willing for you to, to go to church? And I'm like, I don't see why not. It's not like, again, I had just growing up, I had a lot of free time and I was able to kind of go about my way and not that again, my parents were definitely involved, but yep. they're working a lot, right? There's a lot of different things how going on. And so when this discussion um, happened, but roughly how old? Yeah, I was, uh, I was going on 15. I was going on, I was going on 15. Um, and so, so anyway, so, uh, started going to church with them and, uh, they actually moved not too long after, um, uh, after I was there. But what was cool is that I was, uh, as I was going to church, um, with them, uh, eventually, you know, they would play like their worship songs or whatever, uh, you know, in the car. And so I'd be singing along with them. And, uh, one time, you know, they had told, uh, a, a guy who later on became one of my mentors, uh, Larry Bridges, like, Hey, you know, he can sing. And, uh, I was like, nah, we all sing in the car. You're not just hearing me. And so, um, uh, he, uh, at this point we had already kind of established a relationship, but, uh, he's like, he goes, well, why don't you sing in the choir? And I was like, nah, I'm good. And so then he physically pulled me by my ear uh, in a loving way, but pulling by my ear up to the stage. And, and as he was leaving the stage, I was like, Larry, I don't even, I don't even know the words. Like, what are you talking about? And at the time we had projection, right? Yeah. Projector screens. And he's like, you see that screen over there? I was like, yeah. He goes, now you know the words. And then he got off stage and the, the drummer just, and just started going. And I was like, dang. So, um, so anyway, what so song was uh, it? through, do you remember uh, what being song invited, it was? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Couldn't even tell you. I could tell yeah, you all yeah, the yeah. reading lyrics though. <laughs> so like there was everybody worshiping like this, and I was just like this the whole time, trying to look, look at them words. And I was I was at I was at church uh, with just like a black shirt, some camo pants or whatever. Like I was I was I was just in there. Like I don't you know so, but um but anyway so I, yeah so I got in there and uh, built a relationship and started getting involved you know with uh, productions and everything else. And so that family, uh, um, the Walshes. Uh, ended up moving. And uh, I just remember someone up co coming up to me uh, and saying, Hey, no matter what, just make sure every Sunday at this time that you're outside in your driveway and somebody will be there to pick you up. And so um, they just m made it a mission that, uh, that I would be going to church, you know, every wow. Sunday. And again, it's not that my parents wouldn't have mind dropping me off, but that's just the the nature of kind of how my my house was was like hey I I don't mind picking you up but I'm not going to take you or I don't mm -hmm. mind taking you but I'm not picking you up like and so because I was so used to finding my own ride situations or just riding my bike rollerblading walking whatever um again I was just used to getting picked up but it was cool they decided to do that amongst themselves and so sure enough every Sunday there was a car they would you know they were rotating kind of who could who would come out and get to me and I just want to say um, quickly sorry yeah, I so love that commitment. The, yeah. in that church yeah, community they really prioritize you getting to church and they're like yeah. you know what we're going to come and get you every every single sunday there's that unity in that community of that that church and that's beautiful because um i don't want to say that's lost these days but these days i feel like there's a lot of oh it's not convenient with my schedule there's a bit of that attitude which is not mm -hmm. love love is laying down your life yeah. and they lay down their life to come and take you to church every Sunday. Yeah. And, and I love that. They probably took turns and rotated through different people or was it one person that came every Sunday? Yeah, no, it was three, yeah. it was three different cars. Uh, it was the Woodson's, the Bridges and the oh, Simons. And so, um, yeah, it, but then going through the, going into, you know, doing the productions and stuff. Um, I met a friend, uh, a good friend of mine, Jeffrey Woodson, in uh, a Christmas production because we were toy soldiers in this whole thing. And, um, and so he and I established uh, a, a relationship that it got to the point where like mm -hmm. they were the main people uh, who would, who would pick me up and take me cause I'd spend the night there or whatever. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, they, everybody was really dedicated and 
and even if it wasn't a Sunday thing, like if there was a separate event um, going on, like they, they as a community made sure uh, that I was going mm-hmm. to be there one way or the other. So that was that was yeah, definitely that's awesome. helpful. That's so good. I love that. I really love that 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 cult commitment because today in today's culture, man, it's different. You know, like I'm busy, mm-hmm. oh, and mm. I mean I don't know if they lived close or they lived on you were on the way or see and that that's that's where i'm getting that man you know that's really laying down your life and saying yeah we're gonna we're not gonna go Mm -hmm. straight we're gonna take a left we're gonna drive for another 10 minutes we're gonna pick up someone and we're gonna take them to church because it's important for them to have community and it's important for them you know not to, to be around other believers because it grows you and it sharpens you yeah you know so good yeah. So then what yeah. happened? Yeah, so um as time as time went on, um uh I was uh I was dating a girl from high school and uh she was she was a Christian or is a Christian cuz uh that's I don't <laughs> want to speak past sense like that, but she uh she's a Christian and so um you know, this is again, this is my freshman year, so uh we we're talking about fall of 2000 because uh, summer summer of 2000 is when I first started going to church and fall of 2000 is um, when you know I met uh, some of my friends who again were, were the breakers the b-boys uh, and with um, with just everything that was going on uh, eventually ended up liking this girl she was in my Spanish class um, found out she was like half uh, Puerto Rican and so I was like hey, <laughs> hey come on now let's go so um, so I started dating her and um, and then, you know, we, we honestly, we only dated for a short amount of time, but it was one of those, like, man, I feel like I've known you and your family for a long time. Right. Cause it was that kind of connection. And so, um, so we dated for a little while, but then, uh, she broke up with me and, uh, it was in a note, um, which was kind of bogus, obviously. I mean, even, even as young as I was like, mm. like, let's just talk in person. Like, let's, let's chop it up. Like I don't mind, you know, but anyways, so, uh, she broke me, uh, broke, me, broke up with me, uh, in a note, but in the note, uh, the phrase was that I was a Sunday saint, Monday ain't. And I don't mind, my, just my personality in general, I don't mind being called out on my hypocrisy because I am well aware of what I'm doing wrong or what I'm not doing well or whatever the case may be. Like, and, and, if, I, and if I said something like along the lines of like, I don't know, like, like for my mom, my mom would be like, why'd you do that? And I go, I don't know. It, I literally was not thinking this is why I'm here right now in trouble with you. Like, that's just kind of how I functioned. And so, so with, uh, so with a girlfriend at the time who broke up and said, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, ain't, um, I was set out to prove her wrong. Not so that we can get back together, but again, it's the, I don't mind being called out on my hypocrisy, but don't also be hypocritical with mm-hmm. me at the same time. Cause then it's like, uh, you were, we're, we're on the same playing field and you're kind of wanting to call me out as if mm-hmm. you're on a different one. And so, um, and so anyways, so I was even more invested into not just even reading the word. Cause like, like scriptures were cool for me because I'm like, yo, all these stories, like these are really cool. And, um, hearing from, uh, pastor Rick Hufton at the time and, um, uh, the way, cause, because he was like really scientific in his brain too. Um, I like those little nuggets when it's like, you know, hey, this has happened here and this timeline and culture was happening here. So it's just really cool, right? Um, so the spring of 2001, uh, I went to a youth convention thing um, called Acquire the Fire Acquire the at the fire. time. And I love that. Name. What a name. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was super dope for its time for sure. Um, and it was, it was, I had no idea what I, again, because I had no Christian, no church background or whatever. I had no idea what I was getting into. Went in, um, it was a big old stadium, you know, that they had uh, rented out. And um, I remember one of the years, I can't even remember if it was, this was the first year, but uh, one of the years they had, um, you know, rock bands going on. They had BMX, like ramps actually up on the stage too. They had pyro, like it was <laughs> unnecessary, like way too much stuff going on. Um but, you know, it was cool. And so, um, you know, even before, just a quick backtrack, even before we went there, I remember being in the youth group and somebody was doing the altar call thing. And um, I like, just daydreaming, just had my eyes wide open and everybody else was head bowed and stuff. And uh, she was combing the room and then we locked eyes. 
And when we locked eyes, she kind of did this like nod of head, like, like, did you want <laughs> to receive Jesus? And I was like, yeah. And I closed my eyes and <laughs> like, like, not, I don't know, not for real. Like we just happened to, I just happened to have my eyes up. Right. Um, so it was kind of like a, I guess like mm-hmm. soft coming to Jesus moment. Um, but it wasn't actually a, a decision until choir of the fire. And so while we were there, just really felt like that guy was just rocking me. Um, you know, we all come up to the front, brought to my mm-hmm. knees, boohooing. Um, and, and the boohooing was because again, I'm very self-aware. I was very self-aware as to the kind of kid that I was. And even though from sixth grade, sixth grade, I would say was my worst year. Like me and the, ten, the detention teacher were like best friends. Cause I was there every freaking day, like every day. Um, and then, uh, seventh grade, I chilled out eighth grade. I, I totally chilled out, um, and never really got in trouble, you know, at all. And since then, but I still knew that though I was not outwardly getting in trouble, I knew where my brain was. I knew mm-hmm. where my heart was in a lot of ways. And so, uh, the reality of God, you saved me from myself, you know, essentially from all my sin. So, um, yeah, that rocked me. And then, um, came back to school and then was kind of like, okay, what does this mean now? Like, of course you go to these things and you know, rah, rah, we all love Jesus. Oh my gosh. Everybody in the world loves Jesus. Look <laughs> at all these people here. And then you go back to school and it's just like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, there's like, there's like two or three of you who like really <laughs> love Jesus. And like the, one of the people who do are kind of awkward. So it's like, you know, I don't know if you're the best representation as to how I want to tell yeah. people we, we the same. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, so. no, I love it. <laughs> it's true. You go to these conferences and everyone, there's like thousands of people that you're like, yeah, we all love the Lord. We love Jesus. It's it's um an amazing atmosphere and you go back to school or back into the world of reality and this today's society and you're like, oh, am I the only one in the workplace now that, that loves Jesus or at school? Or you, get, mm-hmm. you go to a conference and you get so pumped, you know, and the pastor will say, yo, freedom. At, you know, at this song or something like that, right? <laughs> you mm-hmm. Freedom! And then yeah, yeah. you go to your church on a Sunday and they're playing that song and you're the only guy ro- rocking up, you know? Freedom! Everyone's like, <laughs> man, what's this guy doing, man? <laughs> what happened to this guy? <laughs> you know, I went to this conference, man. I'm changed, man. Yeah. I'm changed, you know? So, no, no, we, we, we get that, man. Yep. We get that. Yeah. We get that. Well, and and what was cool for me... And, and I'm realizing this, uh, I've been realizing this for a couple of years now, is um, the, the generation of uh, kids that I was around uh, going into church and stuff like that, um, a lot of us were like-minded. And so um, it wasn't just me who enjoyed listening to older, uh, to anybody who's older, who's been there, done that. Uh, there were several of us, um, like... There, there wasn't just me that like really wanted to know the word more. Mm-hmm. There were several of us. And so I think I was just kind of planted at just the right time where, yes, where there's some people who easily were, could sway any direction or whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe not fully committed or maybe committed, but hadn't laid down a lot of different things. Yes. And again, even then, even at a, even at an early stage of Christianity, I, and, and, and yes, obviously now I can say it's because of God, but like, I knew that just because somebody was being quote unquote hypocritical about something didn't in, it didn't invalidate mm-hmm. their salvation yep. to me. So I could see somebody and go, Oh no, you truly actually love Jesus. I could just tell these other things mm-hmm. you ain't letting go right now. And, but I didn't see it as a, Oh, then Jesus must not be real. It was just more like, Oh no, that's her thing. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. That's her thing. Like that's their thing. They like to do this thing. And so I was I was able to kind of see it for what it was and it didn't affect me. But again, part of it, I believe is because of the community of people that I was with that we all were very transparent with one another of, Hey, I struggle with this. I struggle with that. And not transparent of like, oh, okay, cool. So like we just do the same thing and then we keep doing the same thing more like, okay, cool. Like I know what you're doing. I know what's going on. So now if I see or hear you, kind of going that way, I'm going to go ahead and call it out because I know Amazing. you want to be better. Mm-hmm. If that kind of makes sense, we're just challenging one another. Amazing. So, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was just a great time um, to, to be able to do that. And, and so from, from there, um, you know, I, at back at school, I was like, okay, 
I'm going to read this word, right? I'm, you know, uh, I'm proving to this girl, even though I'm not even going to tell her, I'm just going to prove her literally in my mind. I'm going to prove it by just walking out differently. Like it wasn't even, it was never going to be of like, you know, here, see my Bible, see how highlighted it is. I love Jesus more now. Like I I never, I never was going to prove her that way. I, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to prove it by just walking and talking different. Right. And so, hey guys, it's Toby and Susan here, and we're just so blessed that you're watching our podcast. Just a quick announcement we found something that transformed our Sundays, and it's called the Sunday Sermon Journal. That's right. No more scattered notes. This journal turns your Sunday reflections into a purposeful journey of growth. That's right. Imagine having all your sermon notes in one place, neatly organized, no more lost thoughts. It becomes a treasured keepsake, a journey of joy, a connection with God. Order yours at sundaysermonjournal.com. Elevate your Sundays, transform with intentional reflection. God bless. Now back to the podcast. Uh, And God used that, right? Like God 100%, you know, used my competitiveness, my pettiness, to be honest, too, uh, as well. And so, um, yeah, man, just started, just started, uh, reading the word and, um, and then my friends that I was dancing with Kevin and and Sean, um, you know, we'd always, you know, get together, break during, uh, lunchtime or any free time or whatever. Uh, but then they started noticing, you know, that I had the Bible. And so they, of course they started asking me questions and I would tell them, Hey, I'm learning in real time, but here's what I've, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what I read. Um, and so as time went on that Bible, which actually I I still physically have that Bible. Um, but you know, I tatted it up, you know, all different highlights and pens and this, that, and the other. And, uh, eventually they're like, Hey, you know, would you mind if I, if I take your Bible for a little bit and, you know, read it during my study hall or whatever? I'm like, Oh, sure. And so, uh, they started not only reading the highlights and stuff, but I would take notes at church. And again, very weird. You don't hear a lot of people taking notes, let alone mm. youth taking notes, you yeah. know, in the main service. Uh, like it wasn't just youth group. Like it was every, every time somebody was teaching on the word, wow. we were taking notes and, um, and it wasn't like a follow along notes. Like you yeah. were for real taking notes. You had to come up with the, you know, the bullet points and all that stuff. So, but they, um, so they started reading it and they started enjoying, uh, you know, that stuff. And then eventually ended up giving their lives come to on. the Lord as well. And, um, you know, didn't even know that I was doing Evangelism. any kind of mm-hmm. evangelistic mm. type it was, deal. It was simply your life lived. Um, you know, your life lived is what brought them yep. to Christ. That's so good. And the word of God. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because I hardly said anything really <laughs> the Lord well. Said it. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I think yes. that, um, I want to, I want to touch on something. I think that breakups can really fuel people. Um, to certain things. Now, mm-hmm. some people I've I've seen I've seen people you know date other people who love rock music that didn't really like rock music that dance kind of like that. Sorry, dressed mm-hmm. rock starish, you know. And then the girl dumps the guy, and then he starts to wear leather jackets and rings and bracelets, and he starts to kind of <laughs> you know he starts to kind of want to be yeah. like that type yeah, yeah, of yeah. you know um, person. And I mean, even for myself, man, like I get it, you know, like you would just, you get your heart broken and you kind of start to turn to, and I understand when you said like, it's kind of, it's kind of petty, but praise God, God used it Mm -hmm. as a fuel to deepen your relationship, man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if I'm, if I'm going to be, um, kind of honest with something, it is like, kind of happened to me in a sense very similar um i was heartbroken and then i found the lord and i was just i was going to church and it really helped fuel um my fire for god because that's where i found peace that's where Mm, i felt protected that's where i felt um safe yep and yeah it really fueled um, my walk for God. And that came from a place of being yeah. hurt, you know, 
And yeah, I've had when I in my, you know, younger in my teen years, man, I've had you know girls that you know they would they'd go to this type of club, but all they dress a certain way, and then you just start dressing from being a kid from the block. You start dressing like kind of cool, like with the, like the people <laughs> she hangs around, you know. Mm. And you try and say, no, 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 it's not because yep. I want to, you know, impress her or anything. But deep down inside, it's like it's kind of, you know, trying to impress her. But I guess the whole Jesus thing, yeah, God will use it, man. He'll say, that's, that, that's all I need, man. That's all I need. Just a little mm, bit. Mm. Just a little bit of your intention to, okay, do something like this. And that's it. Come on. Yeah. And once you start to taste and see it's good, man, you just want to feast and feast yeah. and feast, man. Yeah. And, and I want to say the biggest thing for me, again, goes back to the community aspect. It really is 100% community. Um, though, though I went to, so the school that I went to, for instance, my graduating class, I think was like 750 or 850, something like that. So, um, and that was just my class. So like the, the school itself was mm. far bigger than a lot of smaller towns in our area and whatnot. Um, so even though, there weren't like a lot of Christians that I knew of. Um, you know, when I played football, for instance, um, on the practice field, I'm just, again, back to just, you're just living things out. I'm communicating things that are happening in real time in my life. And so as I'm talking to these guys and telling them that now I'm going to church or I just got back to, from this, you know, youth conference thing, or, um, you know, we got this production or whatever. I'm just telling them what I'm doing about, you know, on, my, on the weekends, on during the week, whatever. And then they start asking questions. Well, okay, well, what about, you know, mm -hmm. what about this? And what about that? And how come God's with this or whatever, right? And so I never really got, I never got into apologetics till way later, but I did not know that, again, God just allowing to use me in that way where I've never had a problem with tough conversations. And I've also never had a problem about saying, I don't know, mm. but let me get back to you on that. Yep. And so the community that I was with, again, we all kind of did that. And so we would sharpen one another. Yes. Cause you know, we were reading the word together, but that's how we would also sharpen one another. Because obviously for me, I'm like, yo, y'all been raised up in the church. I haven't. So I'm going to ask you these questions because the homies that I play football with are asking me these questions. So what do you got? Oh, you guys have never thought about that too. Cool. Let's go talk to your parents. Oh, you know, they, they kind of gave us an answer, but we didn't. Okay, cool. Let's go talk to the pastor. So, uh, the, literally the community that I was around though, in this big school, I was by myself, quote unquote. Um, eventually, mm. I didn't feel by myself, mostly because of the church community that I had. But then eventually, because of my friends also asking those questions and being okay with the conversations. And, um, you know, and, and, and nobody ever felt like, oh, let me go ahead and I can't use this word anymore. And I can't talk about this anymore. Like, no one ever treated me that way. But that's also because I never treated them like yeah. they needed to change yeah. to be around me as well. Um, I didn't do the mm. correcting thing. You know, if somebody said something bad, be like, oh, you meant shoot, right? <laughs> you know, like I, I never did any yeah. of that. Um, and, it, and it allowed for more authentic conversations, to be honest. Yeah, so. I think I think living it out in love the way that you did shows that you're humble, shows that you don't know the answers to all the questions. I think that there is um, <laughs> yeah. sometimes a poor representation of Christians that pretend to know it all, um, can come across really judgmental, again, correct people for the things that they say, forgetting that they were there not that long ago and that God actually calls us mm. to love and mm -hmm. to meet people where they're at with humility. And I think that's what makes us look different. Your friends saw that and they saw something different. Mm -hmm. For sure they came across other Christians in their lives. I'm certain of that. But something was different with you and it's, it's the way yeah. you modelled Christ without – correcting and bible bashing and you know judging yeah and i think it's important yeah. to say hey man i don't know yeah. everything yeah I, I don't know man i'm gonna get back to you on that you know and it, yeah. it shows a sense of this guy's authentic this person is authentic because the last thing you want to do is try and make up something man you know and you look like that guy mm -hmm. who makes up stuff and then you know they might even go research it at home oh hold on that doesn't make sense <laughs> You know, you just, what have you done now? Yep. You we, um, we had the privilege of being youth pastors last year and we pastored the youth in our homes and oh. we had Bible studies and they had so many questions. And there, it come to a point where a couple of questions, mm -hmm. I was actually like, look, 
I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm going to go research it in the Bible. You go look in the Bible too. We'll come back and we'll have a discussion about it. And they love that. They love that. Okay, well, you know, there's some things that my pastors don't know, but they're going to go find out and they're going to bring me the answers and we're going to figure it out together. There's that, yeah, that humility, I think, in that. Yeah. Yeah, which and is I, beautiful. And I think it's even sometimes saying, this is my opinion. Mm. You know, I, what, what I think is this, you know, to those hard questions. Um, I, I think this based on yeah. my revelation yeah. of what and the I, Bible says. But I'm not completely yep. sure or, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying this is it, you know. Yeah, and, and one of the biggest things that anybody um, – I would say would probably agree on is anybody who tends to speak with such certainty, I, you tend to go, ah, I don't know if I actually can believe that. Um, and I'm not saying that we can't like know God's word and then we can't know things that the Holy spirit has put on our hearts at the same time to submit something to someone and allow it to, to be as an opinion is I think a better way of keeping the gates down, the, the guard walls down because it's like, oh, okay, cool. To you, you know that is true to you, but you're not submitting it to me. You're mm-hmm. not forcing it to me to say, nah, this is it. This is what the Bible says. And because the Bible says it, it's true. Instead, being able to communicate in such a way and say, hey, listen, like I don't know about you. I don't know what your background is, whatever. But as regards to this topic, this is just kind of like the way that God's kind of put on my heart and revealed it. And mm-hmm. this is just where I'm at right now. Um, I, don't, I don't see it changing in the in the foreseeable future. But at the same time, I feel like this is just kind of where the, where the word lines up. So like, if you want to just keep chopping it up, let's go ahead and keep going. Um, But if not, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. And I think doing it in that way is just so disarming. And most, most of the times people's, and, and and I don't like to see everybody. I'm a little bit more of an optimist than anything else. Um, Hearts are in the right place where they're trying Mm -hmm. to share truth but it's just done in such a way that it's like, nah, you can't just tell me that this is what it is. And then I have to accept it. Like that, that approach I've yeah, never ever like seen work into believing what you tell them. So you, you gave your life to the Lord. You went on this camp, you came back, you had a community. Did you um, find yourself getting baptized? Was it like, does the church you were going to, did they do baptisms? Hmm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, time went on and, uh, baptism was preached at some point. And, um, the, the decision to be baptized was kind of a blur in the sense of like, I don't really know what the leading steps were. If I could, I can't really recall that. Uh, but I do remember going like, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, I mean, almost everything has always been kind of like, you know, do you want to do this? (laughs) Sure. That's, that's kind of just how I've, I've always functioned, you know? Uh, sports, I mean, relationships, like literally it's just kind of like, yeah, this sounds good. Like it doesn't, it makes sense. Sure. Let's go. And so that's kind of how I would say baptism was too, where I'm like, okay, cool. You know, baptize, be saved. Okay. You know, and uh, okay. I I like what you're teaching about it. And then just literally just being asked the question, just like going to church. Let's just like when somebody invited me to church, had anybody done it at some point, I might've just said, sure. But it was, it was, uh, Ashley at the time, the, the girl who invited me and she's like, Hey, you want to come to the party? Sure. And then the, her mom, you want to go to the church? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you want to get baptized? Baptism, sure. Same way. You want to get baptized? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, let's do it. But I will say this, one of the coolest parts that I'd still remember very, very clearly. Um, now at the time, again, just sports and dance, those were the, the two main things. And when I, and when, when I say dancing again, it was breaking um, going to breaking competitions, right? Bubo competitions, um, you know, breaking at church. Um, so I, I get baptized, right? And so, you know, you're only down there for like 0.2 seconds or whatever, right? For the most part, um, unless they like extra holy and they like make you stay down. I don't know. But um, so I go down and it feels like I'm down there for a while. And the reason being is that while I'm down there, you know, obviously eyes closed, I just very quickly get an image where it looks like I'm either I'm either on a stage or behind someone on a stage, whatever, but some somehow, some way, there's a stage that I'm on, and uh, I can tell there's a large audience because I see the silhouettes, right? I see shadows, and if anybody's ever been on a stage, you know them lights yeah, hit you way brighter, and so the whole room is darker, but you can kind of see right. some outlines, right? 
And that's what it was for me. It just a quick vision of that I had and, you know, came up and I started processing right away with, you know, with my church community, like, Hey, this is what I saw. This is what I felt. And, you know, everybody's like, okay, cool. Just tuck it away for right now. And guys going, you know, show you at some point. And it wasn't until many, many years later, again, after just saying yes to a lot of different things that I kept, I kept reflecting black back, actually almost every decision that kind of lined up with being on a stage or performing or whatever. I kept reflecting back to that moment and going, is this, is this the moment mm. that you were showing me God? Right. And then I'd move on and, and start performing in this other place or whatever. Uh, and then I go back, is this what you're, so it was always kind of like, what in the world was that image that you showed me? Is it mm-hmm. a specific time? And I think now looking back and even right now in real time, I'm processing this. Um, I think now it's just kind of more of like, that wasn't meant for a specific moment. That's just how I'm going to use you. You're going, you're going to be a part of things of which that are like this. Now, that vision wasn't me on the mic. It wasn't me singing. It wasn't me dancing. Like it, like there was no clarity, right? There's no clarity. It was a quick image. And so I love that about God that he didn't mm. give me something specific because mm-hmm. then I would have chased it, right? If it would have been a microphone yeah. in my, my hand, yeah. oh, maybe I was supposed to preach or maybe I'm supposed to sing or rap <laughs> yeah. or, you know what I mean? Um, mm. Instead, it was just an image. And through that image, it was, you know, I mean, even, even now because of the podcasting and I like doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff as well, like, even now that image could be something where, well, maybe now, now, now I'm just helping out with stages that do yeah. this stuff, you know? And so now I'm running, I'm running chords mm-hmm. or camera or whatever. I, I mean, don't know. The, so the Lord, yeah, so the when Lord I got baptized, that you oh, get sorry, bored easily, right? So he's giving you a stage and he's like <laughs> free oh. reign for the stage. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, it, but it was, it was, it was a cool little vision. And so, I mean, as I, as I went on through high school, as I graduated, my old football coach, um, uh, Coach Mark Ambrose, he stepped out of coaching um, and became a motivational speaker. And one of the reasons why is because he he uh, taught freshmen and he was kind of fed up with how freshmen were coming into school, into high school with their mind already set as like, this is all I can ever do. This is all I'm good at. Like not really understanding their value and not understanding that, hey, like in terms of life, you're only like right here, you know, but yet your brain is set because of the things that you've gone through. And so became a motivational speaker, started a, um, uh, a thing called project dream boost. And so, um, he used to break when he was younger. In fact, he was the dancing teacher. And so, um, he connected with myself and, uh, my friend Sean. And so then we, along with some others, eventually, um, toured, uh, all up and down Illinois, uh, doing public schools or church, um, functions or just kind of whatever. And so that was one of those moments of like, all right, God, is this the vision? Like, am I going to be like rocking with him for the rest of my life now? You know? And, uh, and then eventually he, he ends up moving to Michigan. And so I get, in, uh, I become friends with a, a guy named uh, Greg Molchon and I become a part of the stuff that they're doing, uh, which was kind of similar, but they were strength guys. So they were like breaking bricks and bending bars. <laughs> Obviously I didn't do that at all. Um, but they were, they had like a little dance, um, group thing that they wanted to start. And that's a whole cool testimony on its own. And, um, but, uh, then again, it was kind of like, okay, cool God. Like, is this who you're going to have me with? Because especially with them, because, um, through them, I ended up getting a chance to travel to South America, uh, to perform with wow. them. Um, so here I am thinking like, oh, this must be the vision. Cause now we go <laughs> international, like, you know, and, and they've actually gone to Australia for a couple of different things. And there's been like three or four times that I'm supposed to go out to Australia and it's fallen through every single time. So one of these times God's going to take yes, me out there to do, to do something. I don't know what, but, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but uh, yeah, but back to the, the, uh, baptism. Yeah. Um, did that. And then just, again, my life has just kind of been a culmination of just being willing, uh, honestly, just, just saying yes and continuing to serve in, in every aspect. Um, and through those, through trying to have a servant, and I say trying because I, I still got to fight my flesh, um, uh, through trying to have mm. that servant heart, it's allowed me to have so many different opportunities. And because of all the different things that I do, those opportunities as well as the servant heart is why then I continue to get called back to do different things. Because you can be dope at something, but if you're not great to be around and people uh, feel mm-hmm. drained or can't trust you or whatever, um, they're 
they're not going to call yeah. you back no matter how yeah, amazing you right. are, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. So is yeah. there, in your whole walk, um, walking with the Lord, have you witnessed any sign, wonder, or miracle you'd like to share? Yeah. So um, last last summer, uh, I, I have a, a great opportunity for going on four years and now um, being able to DJ for a camp uh, in Oklahoma. And uh, last year, a buddy of mine, Cole Abel, and I were uh, out there as we have been in the years past. And um, the speaker uh, went by the name of DJ. Um, he he was just he was just really dope. Like you could just tell, like this man ain't trying to play around with God. And at the same time, he also not trying to mess with you if you're trying to play around with God. And so um, it was great to to have that kindred spirit. Um, and typically, when we are um, when we're put on the campus, um, we're not normally with the speaker, but this time we were all in the same dorm room. And so that was really cool. And, uh, the week went on and it was great. God's doing his thing. Um, and then one of the services and, and what was cool about the way that DJ did things, because again, back to like how you can get this like emotional, like high, yeah. right. Especially while you're in the middle of camp and stuff every night, um, after the last, uh, service together, you're supposed to go to your small groups and, you know, chop it up and, you know, digest everything that went on and process it. And so every night, you know, he would tell people, of course, there's dedications happening, right? People are giving their lives, people are getting healed. There's all these different things. And so, um, but this, uh, it, uh, and normally every night he would tell everybody, you know, Hey, we're going to keep our emotions in check, right? Yes. The Holy spirit can be working on you, but we're, we're not going to lose our minds go ahead and make sure you go to your small groups. Well, this night in particular, um, it was just like the God's presence was just thick, right? Uh, two C's. <laughs> right? It was just, it was thick. And so, um, so as I was sitting, uh, it's auditorium seating. Um, I'm sitting next to Cole. I'm sitting in the back, right? Way, way up top. And um, I just felt this like prompting. Okay. Now, now I can say prompting before it's just, I just had this like weird thought of like, Hey, why don't you go stand up in the back? And I'm I'm sitting comfortable, and I'm like, nah, why am I gonna stay? No, I'm I'm right here, I'm good. And then a couple more moments go by. Hey, why don't you go stand in the back? And I finally I turn around and I'm looking, and I'm like, there's nothing even back there. Why why would I go? Nah, I'm good, I'm chilling, right? Some more time goes by, and then finally I'm like, I I guess I'm apparently I'm I'm gonna go stand in the back, right? So I stand up, start stretching, I go chill in the back, and during this time, um you know, pray the, the worship band is playing, um, uh, playing. He, uh, DJ had just got done, um, uh, sharing his testimony, uh, which was amazing and, and, and whole different cool things about that. Um, so I'm standing in the back, I'm listening to him. I'm just chilling back there. And, um, eventually DJ makes his way upstairs. And so he comes upstairs and, um, you know, he just gives me a handshake. Like, right. We see one another and we're like, man, praise God. Right. And so we, you know, we dap it up. And what I, what I didn't say was out of nowhere in the last, I don't know, two or three years, I've been having like extreme pain in my knees, uh, more specifically my right knee. And really honestly, just like my, my patella is just like super weak. Like the, all this, the muscles around my, my knees have been banged up from all the dancing and tumbling and everything else. And, uh, just not, you know, treating it. And so, um, you know, Normally, I'm very aware of there's still some pain there, right? So he dasks me up and, you know, hey, praise God. And he he makes his way back down. And, and as he's going down, he goes uh, back on the mic and he's like, hey, I just feel like, you know, we're supposed to be praying for healing, you know, right now. And so we're going to take this time or whatever. So as he's doing that and he's, you know, saying, hey, does anybody want to come down and pray, you know, to get received for healing or whatever? And in my head, I'm like, nah, just let these kids, you know, let 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 these people hear be served, right? Like I'm good. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I, I know I would like healing, but I, I'm not even thinking about it. Right. Like I was legit, legit, not even praying for healing of any sort. Right. But then like, as he's talking, I'm like, man, my knee feels really good. Like, like it was just this weird, like tingling sensation that is just like, just feels good. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I just went from like, Hey, that used to hurt to like, Hmm, this is different. So I'm chilling and time goes on, time goes on. And I'm like, I don't know why, but my knee's feeling extra good. Like what's going on? And so uh, in my head, I started thinking like, 
I'm pretty sure God just must, might have just healed my, yep. my knee right now, right? So the end of service happens. And I'm talking about this is like at least 30 minutes from the time that I've dapped him up, right? Um, and the service happens. Everybody finally clears out. You know, uh, again, God's presence super thick. So Cole and I, we, we were just standing in the back, just staring at a blank stage. Everybody had already been gone. And we're just taking this deep breath of like, man, like just taking it all in, right? But in my head, my brain's racing like crazy going, I'm pretty sure God just healed my knee. But I hadn't said anything to him yet, right? So we go down the stairs because in my mind, I'm like, I might have got healed, but I'm going to go, I'm going to figure this out. Like I got, I got Gideon's faith. Like, <laughs> let me, let me yeah. test this out. Like, Lord, yeah. you going to make, you go, you got to make yeah. the fleece wet and yeah. everything else dry. Like that's, that was me. Right. So I'm like, okay, let me, maybe I was feeling good, but let me go down these steps. Crunch. Right. Cause obviously my knees go yeah, over my toes. Feel I'm feel crunch it. every step. And <laughs> I'm going down the steps and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure God just healed my knee. Right. So I'm just, it feels good. And from where we were to the dorm was a nice, nice little hike. And so we're going down, still hasn't said a word to one another, right? And so we're just walking, walking. But again, in my mind, you know, going down some more steps and each step, I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure God just healed my knee. So I start talking to Cole about just, you know, the night. I, I haven't even told him about my knee yet. I'm just like, I, I don't know. So I'm not going to say nothing, right? I'm not going to get ahead of God. Just going to see. So we get all the way to the dorm and we're about to go up the steps. And I'm like, man, as I go up the steps, it feels good. I'm pretty sure God just healed my knee, right? Still haven't said a word to Cole. We get in the dorm room, you know, unpacking, whatever, chilling. Um, and I'm standing in my room and and he's kind of in like the foyer area, whatever. And I stand there and I'm like, hey, bro, I'm pretty sure God healed my knee. He's like, okay. So I do like a couple squats and I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure God just healed my knee because this wasn't bothering me at all. Now, for two years at least straight, if I lay on my back, right, with both my knees bent, I, this is how weak it was. I can't, I couldn't even extend my knee, right? Like I couldn't be in a tuck position mm. and just extend my knee. That's just how much pain it was. And I, I yeah. didn't, had no strength to do it, right? So I lay on the couch. I'm like, all right, bro, this, this is the actual test because this is where I haven't been able to do it. I get on my back and then boom, <laughs> shoot my leg up. And I was like, Whoa. Just kept doing it and doing it. I, I get up and I'm like, yo, I, I, oh, and I did that one time. I was like, bro, I'm pretty sure. I just sat up really quick. I was like, bro, I'm pretty sure God just healed my knee. So he smiles, and I was like, all right. Maybe the couch was just really comfortable. I lay on the floor. I do the same thing. Same test. Boom. I get up. And I, I sit up real fast. I'm like, bro, I'm pretty sure. Now, obviously, every single time I'm saying this, this is getting louder and louder. I'm like, I'm pretty sure God just healed my knee. And so he starts kind of chuckling because he's like, okay, man, right? So I'm like, all right, but now I got to do another test. I go, actually, I go get this hoodie on because I had a white shirt and I was, I was going to go ahead and do a windmill. And I was like, oh, I don't want to mess up my white shirt on this floor while I'm testing. So, uh, so I go and get my, get this on. I go to do a certain move that again, I haven't been able to do at all. They're like pain free, let alone just at all. And I was able to hit it. And I was like, bro, I'm pretty <laughs> sure God just healed my knee. And he starts laughing. He's like, bro, I, I know he did. I'm just waiting <laughs> yeah. for you to catch up. And so it, and so, yeah, so it was just, it was cool. God, God healed my knee. I told my wife the whole story and then, you know, uh, on the phone and she's like, well, are you pretty sure that God healed your knee? And I said, yes. yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure God healed my knee. And so, um, so that was, that was, that's the most recent, uh, I mean, there, obviously there's so many different times, but that's the most recent, um, that really sticks out to me as a, to what God did. And, and I think what stuck out more than anything else is mm -hmm. that I didn't ask for it. Like, it wasn't on my heart. It wasn't something that I've been praying. It's not like I've been going to like mini altar calls so that people could pray for my knee. Um, you know, it was just kind of more, and especially being a coach, I'm like, no, I just need to strengthen up my quad. I got to do this. I got to do, it. you know, I'm thinking of that. And it was just really cool that something as subtle as, Hey, why don't you go stand mm -hmm. in the back? And just so that DJ who at that point already had the healing power on him, right before he had even announced that we were going to be praying for healing and then all i do is just dap him up and then for whatever reason without even asking like i was healed in that moment like that yep. blows my mind that god is is so for you and so wants to take care of you that even when you're not asking about how to take He's care of yourself mm. that god's yep. still like yep. nah i got you yeah i, I guess you. that's why he told you to go and um stand at the back he wanted that obedience yeah. Oh, it because was mind blowing. He would have 
he would have passed. It from was mind blowing when we. If you weren't sitting there, you would you would have mm-hmm. never got, never got the dab, man. The anointing. Facts. Yeah, <laughs> anointing. yeah. It was mind blowing because we we sat down with DJ. Yeah, we sat down with DJ in the in the room, and we were backtracking, trying to figure out when would this have happened. And when we finally got back to that point, like all, literally, all three of us were like, "It was the handshake." <laughs> Like it's like, but yeah. you you hear all the time, like you know, people who really prioritize the secret place, you know, they mm-hmm. their shadows heal people, you know, and you you hear stories like that. Mm-hmm. You hear stories of someone spending, you know, I don't know, a massive amount of hours in the secret place, and then they look at someone, and someone starts to manifest, you know. It's just because you spent that mm-hmm. much time with God, you know. You start to carry his presence. Yeah, I mean, mm. we are we are his presence carriers, you know. But his presence activated. It's thick, Amen. you know. His presence activated, um, and manifested, you know, in a in a in a strong way because you're so close to him, and you've spent so much time with him, you know. Yeah, and and by spending so much time with him too being so sensitive to, mm. to, to the Holy Spirit. Because even though at the time I did not know that was the Holy mm. Spirit telling me to get up, eventually as I was standing there, right, and feeling the whole thing, I was like, oh, mm. oh, that was you, Holy Spirit. You're the mm. one that kept telling me to do this. And spending time with God to be sensitive to, because, yeah, I mean, had I ignored it, that'd be one thing. But had I not been spending time with God at all, I wouldn't that's have even correct. got the prompting. Yep. Forget just ignoring the prompting. Yep. I wouldn't have even had the prompting. Yep, that's so true. So true. Your testimony is incredible. I, I believe that God has really used you and he uses all of us, but he's really used you to to be a voice for a lot of people out there who are seeking. I mean, it sounds like you were, I know you said yes to pretty much everything when you were younger and that's how you got into the church, but the Lord knew your heart and the, the Lord knew that you were seeking truth. And I guess my question to you is for mm. other teenagers or maybe other adults out there that are seeking the truth and listening to this podcast, what word of advice do you have for them? Yeah, um, honestly, I would say see for yourself. Um, see for yourself in the sense of like, so so God, I say it this way. I'm just going to speak freely. Um, God ain't no punk, right? Um, your doubts, your questions, all that, it ain't going to scare him, right? Like it's not, it's not oh my gosh, I, I've never had somebody doubt me this way. No right? Like he, that nothing's new to him. And so I kind of picture him as a, as a lion, uh, you know, and your, the way that you're thinking and processing might have him in a, in a cage, but you, you see for yourself, unlock that cage and see how much of a lion he is. See how, how much he's going to uh, encounter your life in a way that you would have never known had you just unlocked mm-hmm. the cage, right? You unlock that mug and Holy Spirit will take over and be like, okay, cool. Like, I I would say that's probably the the biggest thing that I try to advise people. Uh, even recently, I got a friend of mine who just gave his life to the Lord. Told him the same thing. I'm like, hey, hey, bro. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now. Mm-hmm. I still don't know everything. I said, but I will say this though. You give God a chance. You go ahead and open up that door. He's got you. He's gonna end up connecting with you in ways that I I couldn't mm-hmm. even speak to make it make sense to you. The Holy Spirit's going to make sense to you. And so that would be my encouragement for um, anybody who is seeking. Don't, or or even have somebody else who's seeking, right? If if, if for family members, it's like, oh, you know, I, I wish they weren't doubting God or whatever. Listen, God, again, God ain't no punk. If they, whoever your loved one is, start looking at other things, pray for them. Pray for the protection, of course, through that whole process. You can't have so little faith that you don't think God is real enough to show that person, hey, this stuff is not real. Mm. I'm going I'm to bring you right back mm. to me. I would say let that be your boldness and understanding that, first off, you're not the one that brings salvation. We don't save people. Holy Spirit does that. All we yes. do is present the gospel. All we do yes. is walk it out. And as we do that, the Holy Spirit will go, hey, how you doing? I'm real. It's mm-hmm. not just in this person's life, you know, or, Hey, you've never seen somebody love. Hey, guess what? You found God, you know, real love. Now 
And here we are. Let's walk this out together. That's so good. Jose, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, man. You've blessed me, my wife, mm. and I'm sure that you've blessed so many people. Um, and this podcast will bless a lot of people, will encourage a lot of people if they're thinking about healing or thinking, well, God doesn't heal me, you know, um, this will encourage someone, mm. mm -hmm. you know, to say God still heals. Um, and yeah, man, I just, I want to say from yeah. the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. We're going to have, um, for all your viewers out there, we're going to, and listeners, we're going to have Oxen brand music, search it on YouTube, on Instagram. Um, we also have a link in the comments and description below click on it to know more about um, jose and oxen brand so that's all we have time for today we thank you click like subscribe comment down below and we'll see you on the next one on what god has done Thank you for listening to our podcast. That's it for today. If you like our content, please click like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now.